I just love the fact that um, some people be the worst motherfuckers to be giving advice about anything, but they be so loud and proud about it. And especially with, with apps like Clubhouse popping off right now, it's going to expose that a lot of people who are in the space of being a podcaster should not be fucking podcaster. And I'm, I'm going to enjoy every bit of it, bro. Like so many weirdos are gonna be exposed. So many niggas who really shouldn't be talking about nothing are gonna be exposed. And I'm just and and it's it's nice to have front row seats. Yeah, you get that. <laughs> so it's nasty. It's nasty in there. Sound um, like. no. Here's the thing. Clubhouse is pretty much what you would expect from strangers having conversation. Yeah. So it's like it's a lot of people who it's a lot of rap cap. The biggest thing is rap cap. Niggas in there is just like. The, the running joke that I see is motherfuckers will have a room um, titled How to Become a Millionaire, but the nigga who created the room is not a millionaire. Interesting. So, like, I'll give you an example. The way, because <laughs> you, you're not on Clubhouse, right? Nah. Okay, so the way the Clubhouse works, you can create a room. It's like chat rooms. You create a room for people to be able to join that room and join in on conversations. Now, uh, you and the people who you deem to be um, able to, like, have the ability, they can choose who can come up and speak and who can't. Uh, so there's a gallery, and the gallery is majority of people who's just sitting there listening to you, kind of like radio. And then there it's are a conference people, call like type thing, it's, right? It's, it's like a conference call. I heard of it. I just don't know exactly. You explaining that Yeah yeah. It's pretty much like a conference call And you have certain uh, people who are administrators at the top Who can choose who can come up and who, who can't Gotcha So imagine there's these people that are starting these rooms Like you know um, Dropping gems uh, Ways to wealth and shit like that But these niggas in real life are broke uh, nasty work Like a lot of shit like that You yeah. know It's it's a It's a lot of uh, Pyramid scheme niggas A lot of Those Those niggas lurking about But then there's also The people who want to be Life coaches There's the people who are like You know um, re- Relationship a-, a to Z Type shit and Oh It's going down In these things So it's seminars Webinars uh, it's, Well not it's, webinars But like it's seminars like, It's like TED talks From niggas you ain't never asked For, for, for advice Not the TED talk yeah, it's literally TED Talks for just randoms. Now, it if could I could be, get some wisdom out of it, though, or like, or, well, I don't know from what you from what you describing, from what you experienced so far, but I mean, Mike could get some game out of it with the right group, a conference of people, right? See, I've seen you know some good saying? ones. I've seen some good ones. Um, <clears> shout <throat> out to Cheryl. Shirley had a room that she opened up with like um, Haitian professionals, where it was a whole bunch uh, of people of Haitian descent linking up with each other okay. and like. Let's say if you're a web designer and you're looking for someone who does real estate or you're looking for Mm. like if you're looking for people of certain groups, there's certain types of rooms that you can get in where you can network and find what you're looking for. Or if you're looking for like minded individuals to work on certain types of projects, like let's say hypothetically, we haven't started the podcast yet. Right. But we know we want to start it. Yeah. So if we said, you know, let's open up a room in Clubhouse that's called Podcasters of Orlando. And just whole bunch of people join the shit because they looking for Orlando shit. They looking to that be a podcaster, sense. or they are a podcaster already. All the motherfuckers join in one room. You can you can network with the people who already have shows, or you can also you might be able to collab. You might you know instead of working on what you're already working on, you see somebody else who has a similar vision. 
who maybe you guys can combine platforms and become one thing now. Gotcha. So there's there's benefits to it, but majority of it is fuckery. Twitter. Like there was a room. <laughs> pretty, it's like voice Twitter. It's like voice Twitter. There was a room um, where they had a whole bunch of grown men for a cash prize. I think it was like $200, $300 or whatever. Uh, it was called the Moan Room. And it was a whole bunch of women who were uh-huh. IG models. It was IG models who opened the room. So they were the ones who were running it. And they would tap on a dude and bring him up to be able to. When they tap on you, that means it unmutes your mic. So it gives you the ability to speak now. So they would bring a dude up from the crowd and that nigga would pretend like he was having sex and moan in the room. And the girls, I guess, chose together who to give the prize money to. (laughs) 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 Um, um, What you were saying, man? (laughs) Wait, wait. <laughs> that was a moan conference move for some cash, man. Yeah, it was. It was a moan conference. I ain't room. mad at y'all, man. Get your money, but that's what, no- that. Just, I wasn't expecting that. It was like weirdo shit. Because I ain't gonna lie, the people <laughs> that you saw participating in it Yo, was like, wow, boy, bro. Lakeith Stanfield was in, <laughs> was in that bitch moaning, bro. <laughs> no fucking way. Dead no, ass serious. No, well, no way. That's crazy. So it also, I don't know. I feel like moving along. I feel like it exposes certain things. Like a, it exposes that a lot of the conversations that people claim to be, um, a lot of those of us who claim to have certain levels of substance may not be as substance filled as we think. Mm -hmm. And then it also, uh, shows that a lot of the people that you may think are so quote unquote poised and unreachable are just niggas. If they weren't like, niggas. like they just not not niggas isn't black. I mean, yeah. like they just they just uh, they're people. Like they just they they just regular ass people. They're not these you know bougie archetypes that we put them up to be, or they're not these uh, well to do stoic individuals. Some of these people are are just bored individuals. They just be sitting around the crib, man. So there's always that. That's kind of nice to know. Some people make themselves look worse Like Meek Mill Meek Mill is one of those people He's not doing well in Clubhouse neither If you're one of those people who um, If you're one of those people who When you do open your mouth to share how you feel It reveals that you should shut the fuck up Clubhouse is not the place for you And I'll give you a list of two niggas off the top of my head who looked terrible on Clubhouse. And that would be Meek Mill and Jay Prince Jr. Interesting. Why they not they not making themselves look good? At all. Like Meek Mill, he's had a <clears throat> few different altercations, a few different types right. of conversations. And he kind of he reveals the fact that A, his thinking is just mad warped. <clears throat> and B, a lot of a lot of times his just comprehension skills is just fucking non existent. Yeah. Now with Jay Prince Jr., it it makes him He he sounds like a, a angry trust fund baby. Like one of the things that it's it's easier to put up put up that like tough guy mystique when you don't speak, because yeah. nobody knows you, but they know your father. They know your father put in work. They know all the th- the lineage that you have, as well as the money that you have access to and the ties that you have access to. Yeah. But they don't know you, so you can live off of that mystery. 
The problem is when you open your mouth and you try to play gangster, but you, it, the moment that more words are coming out of your mouth, it reveals your, a your lack of knowledge and b your lack of uh, poise. Because yeah. as a man, it's hard for us to like. It's it's hard for a man to be. Boisterous and aggressive, and not reveal his hand. Uh, yep, absolutely. Because yeah. the, yeah. the louder you get, and the more that you speak, the more people are going to know about you. And they, the more they're going to know, okay, this is the type of nigga that he is. Mm-hmm. You're going to eventually reveal yourself. You're going to fuck up. Yeah, like you're going to reveal your hand. And the problem with it is when a lot of these niggas is playing with a sorry ass hand. We see it very quickly, i.e., your Meat Mills and your J Prince Juniors. <laughs> Not the sorry cars. Yeah, yeah, it, it's, it's really fucked up, man. It's it's really sad. Yeah, I hate to hear that that they in there not like out there just you know sounding crazy in these convos. But like, you, the reason why I open up uh, the the reason why like I I kind of wanted to have that quick talk, and I guess I'll keep this in the episode. But um, Clubhouse actually get, recently was assigned a value of a hundred million dollars, which is fucking crazy. Because from what I hear, didn't that just come out though? Um, it's only it, it's only been available. It's it's still a beta, and it's only been available since like March. But the interesting part is that's major, look, like yeah, to be honest, it's still it's less than time. two million users. There's 331 million people in America. There's still less than two million people using Clubhouse. So for it to be worth as much as it's worth is very interesting to me. But then again, I'm also one of those conspiracy theorists that's like, who exactly is assigning this worth? Because if it's saying that they're the ones who who got it appraised themselves, I'm going to take that with a grain of salt. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I was going to say that's a, I feel you. I'm like minded with that. That sounds like a play. Somebody, you know, there's a sponsor. We might not be so loud about the sponsor, but, you know. They got they got a back. There's a machine, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, you know of saying? course. I'm pretty sure like it's not far from that though. I can I would expect it to be worth a lot of money because of the type of people that are already using it. You had people like Kevin Hart already using it for his stand up, and you mm-hmm. had certain people that already did certain things. Like um, there was a whole Lion King production via Clubhouse where they had an audio production of Lion King where people were playing the different characters and they did the whole stage play. Of the Lion King, but over the phone via Clubhouse. That's dope. That's actually pretty so. Cool. There's there's certain aspects of it that are still coming together. Like yeah. I could picture eventually them having like live theater as a thing with Clubhouse, or having like um, audio renditions of like imagine audio movies or yeah. like audio audio movie would be nuts. That's like. Cause that that go back to like old school, like the, in the beginning times, they used to what it was like that. Yeah, kind of. Well, actually, it was the opposite in the old if, old days. You could see it and not hear it, but yeah. now we're moving into um, we're moving into a space where audio is so much easier to produce than visual. Yeah, that life wise, I can see. I've already I already thought of that too. Because um, with what Netflix is doing, Netflix has that that uh, new thing that they just patented where conceptually they're trying an audio interface for Netflix so you can listen to TV shows without your screen being on so Uh, like certain little moves that people are making I can see that people are going into the audio space because of the popularity of podcasts that makes sense so they're like if people love listening to shit imagine how much they would love listening to a comedy 
or listening to a. So yeah, they're tweaking with it a little bit. It's gonna be interesting to see what comes out of it. But just as of right now, that's like what mm-hmm. I've been keeping my eye on, man. Sheesh, that actually that's pretty cool. I didn't know they had all that going on with it. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's dope. Um, I feel like I don't know all this downtime that I that that we've had bef- between recording. It gave me a little bit of time to kind of like. I feel like I was able to re rock the formula a little bit, like kind of get get my shit together and kind of sit back, um, and it it left me thinking, and I think a lot of those thoughts are going to come to fruition. Roughly around the corner, but it's a lot of things that I was able to observe that I feel like I wouldn't have been able to really observe as deep if we were still recording. But um, shouts out to everybody who did reach out and the people who DM me and who checked up, you know, where's the next episode and things of that nature. Thank you guys for doing that. Um, I I, I told you guys that I would give you the answer on the next episode. So pretty much what was going on. um, I had someone in my family who was uh, exposed to someone who was COVID positive. And so because of that, that left me in a position where I was exposed. So we had to quarantine. I took uh, I took a test. It said that I was negative. But, of course, you know, you got to give it a few days to manifest or whatever. So I had to wait the customary five to six days, took another test, came out negative. Um, and waiting for kind of everybody who lives with me to get tested as well as giving it that quarantine time of, okay, well, even if I'm asymptomatic or I'm getting, you know, fudged results, I can't have, you know, my nigga coming up and pulling up to pod with me when I know that I've been exposed to motherfuckers and shit like that. So just decided to take a little bit of a hiatus. Now it hurt because it was literally the top of the fucking year. Like we dropped one episode and then bam, right around the corner, got hit with it. Yeah, man. But um, things happen for a reason. And the the good thing was, you know, I took it as a sign of a sign to be be uh, be chill about it because of the fact that nobody was hurt. Nobody's in a bad space. So why not? Like, why not, you know, take that time and sit the fuck down? Take it easy and be grateful for the, you know, the simple things. And I'm not one of those podcasters that pretend that I'm my show is the only show that exists. Y'all niggas got other shit to listen to, man. Y'all be fine. Like for sure, we definitely ain't the only one doing that. One thing that I'm gonna do um, more going forward is take advantage of the fact that podcasting is saturated. So you don't need me for everything, and I'm not gonna pretend like you need me for everything. Like let's really go over what all did we miss. Let's be honest. So right after we dropped the episode, which was a great fucking episode, by the way, talking about how bright the new year looked and how great everything looked. Literally right after, niggas attempted to storm the fucking Capitol building. No, the same day that the episode dropped, matter of fact. Yeah, man, that was nuts. (laughs) So that happened. It started off with that. Um, I guess quick reaction on that. Um, it, I was astonished. Like I didn't expect to see that. That literally looked like a scene out out of like designated survivor or some shit. I still don't quite like. I feel like my brain still hasn't quite wrapped around the the idea that it happened. More so like, because of the fact that I feel like the reaction is still nowhere near as tough as it, it's warranted to be. Oh, like I feel like my problem. Even if let's say hypothetically, okay. <clears throat> Let's take out the idea of them, you know, shooting the motherfuckers, tear gassing the motherfuckers, Rest sending them out. Yeah. Let, let, let's take that yeah. out. Let's people take that out. Right? People did die. People did die. People did die. Um, not the right people, but people did die. Um, 
and rest in peace to to those that did because they were actual patriots. The the thing that threw me or still throws me off about the whole situation is it feels like they don't even care to hide the 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 preferential treatment at that point because being honest it makes no damn sense that somebody is able to break into the Capitol building, sit at Nancy Pelosi's desk, steal her mail, put their feet up on the desk, smear shit on the walls, run up on Congress people with guns. Didn't and, somebody and, have Viking a uh, Viking helmet? Nigga had on, a Viking bro? helmet on and walked off with the podium. That the podium. Yo, if somebody that Congress, looked like you, your size, bro. Well, first of all, it, it, it I'm not that, making it to the building, bro. If you had a Viking helmet on, you know what's going on, man. They're sending a you, nuke. They're bro, not even shooting they, me, bro. They about to switch cheese, yo. Fucking ass, bro. <laughs> the thing is, I'm, I'm. That's so sad, bro. I'm well it's, over. It's I'm well over six yeah. feet and black as fuck. They're not even talking to me. They're even sending me. a tank. Even me, I'm, I'm, I'm sure they would have a, have no problem just pump. Now they're gonna shoot my ass. There ain't yeah. even gonna be no no hitting. They're gonna shoot my ass. It's crazy sad. that when we look at situations like that. This should still be on the news. Like, we should still be talking about it. Like, CNN should still be... The way that 9-11 was, the way that all these other situations were, we should still be talking about how fucking nuts that is because that's not a small invasion. We, that's not a small... These people Nothing were, like this ever happened in history, right? Nobody's ever, like, has this... No, it has, but when it it's has... It's been breached, but to this extent, has no. it? No. Well, not for us, yeah. but you gotta think. <laughs> in the past, when these things happened... They were the sentence was death because you literally tried to overthrow the government. Correct. So, like when we read about you know um, 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 the the revolutions and and different things that occurred throughout history, like the history of really the word insurrection. When we look at past insurrections, the punishment for what they did literally was death because it's an act of war. Right. <clears throat> It's very strange the fact that not only did they let these motherfuckers go home, there were people leading them into the Capitol. There were people like... Definitely seen that. It's nuts, the idea of, okay, now that they're home and now that people are making a lot of noise about it, the FBI is like, hey, we're tracking down these people one by one and we're arresting them, we're charging them, and we're doing all of this. That sounds nice. People are getting arrested from what they're at least putting They are. They are. They are definitely getting arrested. But here's my problem with it, right? My issue is that there are people who just missed a turning signal who will never make it to a court date. And th- and then they get and then they wonder why motherfuckers riot and burn shit down. This is what we're talking about. Hey man. It's shit point. like this that where you can literally smear shit on the walls in the Capitol building and get punished less than a black man. Who's driving without a license? It's so true. It's so true. It just gave you perspective for sure. Like I ain't, I ain't even gonna you know sit here and vamp on it too much because we really can't. Because another right out right around the corner from that, the fucking bombing that happened in Tennessee. Oh yeah, that was a few weeks. That was Christmas, right? Was that? No, I feel like that was the same. That, that had nah, me. I'm, I'm telling you, bro. That was like around Christmas, bro. Really? Yeah. Cause I, you know, I read up on it because it was it was interesting too. 
Hold on, I'm looking up the date right now. Yeah. Yeah, 2020 Nashville. Yeah, you're right. It was on Christmas. Anthony okay, it was uh, on Christmas Day. Anthony Quinn <laughs> Warner detonated a recreational vehicle bomb. So he had an RV in the middle of downtown Nashville, Tennessee, and he injured eight people and damaged dozens of buildings in the surrounding area. Now, the reason why um, the casualty amount was so low was apparently because around the time that this occurred, he had an alarm going off telling people to evacuate the area for mm-hmm. hours and hours before he detonated it. Yeah, now, he was right around on a bullhorn or something. Like yeah. That. And, with, with a bull. you know, I'm definitely glad that he did that. You know, if you, if I look, if you're going to do that type of shit and you decide not to take lives, I have more power to you. It's nuts the fact that it happened on Christmas Day, but I didn't find out about it until maybe the 27th. Now, mind you, I'm somebody who's consistently on the Internet. And I remember the tweet that I saw that was talking about it was, why is this not bigger news? Someone in Nashville set off a bomb. That's what I saw. Now, from digging deeper and starting to get like when I saw pictures of the shit, it looked like it looked like somebody attempted to go Super Saiyan in the middle of a crowded city. Yeah, that shit like uh, Godzilla. Godzilla stepped through that bit. Like it, it was, yeah. it was, it was fucking insane to yeah. look at a picture that looks like that. And yeah. yet again, same situation that happens with the Capitol, swept under the rug. Nobody really talks about it that much. It's not that big of a, a news topic. It's just eh, it happened. Move on. What I'm trying to remember, like I look back and I'm like, there were a ton of situations that were nowhere near as serious that we've seen held in the news a hell of a lot longer. Hell, Obama's tan suit had more press coverage. (laughs) That's funny. Than a terrorist attack. Yeah, and this is like two back to back when you when we think about it because of that that was on Christmas and that was on New Year's Day or what was it, the day after? Yeah, and like it's it's really crazy when you look at just the way that all of this, the timing of everything falling together, it yeah. just, um, you know, and I, like I said, I'm not getting into any, you know, super deep details or anything. It's just more so me reacting to everything as just a person who's sitting at home, just like the rest of you guys. It reaffirmed everything that I already believed America to be, but it just made it almost impossible to ignore. Like after seeing things like that, I feel like anyone who is quote unquote undecided or believes that you know how people love to say there's there's uh two sides to every story yeah there's not not to this one this ain't one of those this is a monologue and the monologue is titled fuck you america and fuck you america and my my issue you know because everybody's gonna have how they feel everybody's gonna have their different perspectives on how deeply these things bother them and or don't bother them. Yeah. But one thing that should be a insurmountable point is the fact that there is a severe, severe issue with the way that America refuses to hold white people accountable for anything 
That is, it's, it's dangerous to the point where that insurrection at the Capitol, I feel like was the first time in history for a lot of those politicians where they realized we fucked up. Big time, but they, these people, like they were in a room being ran up on by the same Trump supporters. Here's the thing. It's cute when you're not a nigga, right? When you're not a nigga, all this shit be cute. When it, when you see like, when you see you know the Confederate flags and they chewing tobacco and they saying "Make America Great Again" and they doing all the extra shit, all that shit is cute. When they're talking about the race war coming and all this other stuff, you see these videos going viral and you see these people training militias and doing all this extra shit. The shit is mad cute when you're a politician and you're removed because you don't walk in the same circles as them. You don't you you're your wealth kind of creates a different zone where you don't even live in the same frequency as these motherfuckers. You ain't got to worry about them. You can walk, you can go through where they live and you won't even be bothered because of your skin color. You are perfectly fine. You are shielded by two bits of privilege being white and being rich. It's real shit. So even if you do enter the frequency where they're in, you're fine until when they became your enemy, now it's a problem. Now they removed Donald Trump from all those social media sites. Now they were condemning and saying that this has to stop, that this is an issue. <laughs> Mind you, they ain't say nothing different than what they've been saying. They ain't do nothing different than what they've been doing. The same shit that happened in Charlottesville in the past where they were quote unquote, very fine people. And they had them tiki torches and they were out there in Charlottesville scaring motherfuckers acting like the Klan. That shit was cool at the time. But now, when they in your face giving you COVID, breathing on you and shit, smearing shit on the wall, sitting on your desk, stealing your mail, you know, maybe niggas got a point. Hopefully, yeah. Uh, hopefully it woke the motherfuckers up like that. Cause it won't. I mean, it, it woke them up as in they see how dangerous they are. So now it's like, now they're they're casting the shadow over the Trump administration. Everybody's trying to push and act like they weren't on that side. They weren't gang gang two minutes ago. And then they, of course, try to spin the narrative and say that, uh, well, we have to understand that this is the impassionate cry of a group of people that believe that democracy was taken away from them. Their <sighs> vote was taken away from them. They tried to do that flip. That didn't work. It didn't stick. So they tried to change. Like it, it was a lot of, you know what it looked like? It looked like, um, you ever seen an artist? There's an artist that I could name as an example, but I'm not going to do that because I love that artist. So I'm going to leave that alone. And I'm going to be biased at that point, but I'm not going to throw that person under the bus. But you ever seen an artist release a single and uh-huh. they let you know that an album's coming? Yeah. And the single flop. So they pull back, they get low for like a month, and then they they drop another song, and they act like that first single is no longer part of the album. So now this new single is like, this is the first single from my upcoming album, but then that single flops too. So then they pull back, and they get low for like eight weeks. <laughs> and <then they laughs> You're very observant of whoever this is. It's, it's very... I, you know, that's funny. It's very interesting when they play that Groundhog Day game with you and they try to drop a lie and they see if it sticks and if nobody believe in it they disappear and they come back and say some some other shit 
Yeah, you just forgot about that first hot garbage that dropped out. Right, this that new shit. Right, this is my first my first single from the new upcoming album. All right, bet. That's funny. That was what all of this felt like. And for me, it's not enough. Of course, that shit ain't enough to to fool me. And for majority of people, it's not enough to fool them. And I think they have their hands tied. They have their hands tied in front of them with the Internet now. Because the Internet is what it is, it's harder to lie. It's way harder. It's way harder to pull the wool over people's eyes because, motherfucker, we saw you. Real talk. That, talk. that, That Cat Williams... Did you know we could see you? Fat, fat. <laughs> hey man, it just says it just speaks to a, a, a different point. If you, they can no longer lie or you know hang wool over nobody's eyes. That's a fact. Yeah, they can try though. They, they I mean, they can because there are people who ain't gonna you know who won't see the bigger picture. But it really ain't no bigger picture. But they won't get the point. The flagrancy, you know, they put it right in your face. Now the inauguration, which I thought I ain't gonna lie, I thought the inauguration was gonna be crazy. I thought somebody's gonna try to kill Biden. I'm glad it went. I well. thought it was gonna be like I thought it was gonna be like White House Down. You ever seen that movie? White House Down, nah, nah. Which well, there's more than one. There's like there's one where Morgan Freeman's the president, and then there's one where Jamie Foxx is the president. I think. You ever notice that every time um, the government falls apart, the president is black? Anyway, uh, <laughs> bang bang. <laughs> Every movie where the government falls apart and the world falls to shit, the president's black. But damn, I gotta see the movie. It's interesting, like that, because charging up, they were, bro. I saw people on the internet saying that, you know, that was just round one, and that they were coming back. They they put a date up, like they were saying the twelfth there was gonna be some sort of clan meeting and all types yeah, of shit, I was like all types of stuff, getting you know different. Little intel about things like like for for stuff like that. I'm like I was just sitting back watching. Like, well, we'll see. Yeah, you know, for the most part, they did a good job. Shouts out to the FBI for keeping you know uh, uh, Biden and Kamala safe. They they but a lot of companies were no longer booking. You couldn't get an Airbnb. You couldn't get majority of hotels weren't servicing people. A lot of flights got canceled. A lot of they were like, nope, none of you niggas is coming to DC. Y'all stay yeah. where the fuck you at. We can't trust anybody. That was that was definitely smart, efficient. Yeah, it's hard though because like when you look at the 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 attack that happened at the Capitol, the reason why it was so many people, apparently there were politicians from different states that were paying for whole buses to bring people from their state up there to attack the Capitol. There were politicians really? that sent buses full of people, bro. That don't surprise me. Buses full of people to the Capitol to go attack. Go, Congress go there and wreak havoc, y'all. That shit is is nuts. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I missed out on. That would have been that would have been fun to podcast about. But I, I had a good a good chuckle listening to the rest of y'all spaz and you know have to clip in news clippings and all of that. I ain't gonna lie, it's a lot of editing. And I was like, you know, look on the bright side. I get to chill, yeah. just kind of watch. The next thing that really. I don't know. Stood out to me. I'm just I, I'm I'm just kind of sprawling today, kind of going over everything that I've been wanting to say or that I've noticed as far as like changes being made and just kind of thoughts from somebody who's just sitting back watching shit. Reddit. Um, there's been a lot of stories and theories that keep popping up on Reddit, and because Reddit is such a popular service, or 
I don't even call it a service, a popular web uh, website and web app. There's a. It's interesting watching how you can create a story on Reddit, and it could just spread across the world and affect other things in the world. I'll give you a good example. Somebody created a, a fake stock tip about GameStop on Reddit. And it was like uh, one of those, you know, it's majority of Reddit pages. You don't know who's behind it. It's a long ass fucking screen name, you know, X V A A A A A Patriot Commander five four seven. Like it'd just be some random fucking you know AOL chat name. But someone created a story, pretty much telling everyone that hey, if you know what's good for you, buy GameStop stock. Do it. Buy it now. GameStop is going to balloon. Do it now. So a ton of people went out, purchased a shit ton of GameStop stock. And the stock flew the fuck off the hinges. Now, here's the crazy thing, right? Because of the rumor, that's what caused so many people to actually look into the stock. And that's what caused people to actually interact with the market to make the market value go up in the first place. Oh. So it's kind of like they weird weirdly enough it's like they finger fucked the system. Like they they did it in a way where enough people were interested, enough people showed interest. The value flew up. People made a hell of a lot of money. And I'm starting to see that this is becoming a trend because now apparently the next thing is AMC. Now, wow. mind you, if you look oh, at the two shit. those what what two stocks those are, GameStop is pretty much dead, and fuck them. I spit on their grave. I I still remember. I still am hurt. That was personal. <laughs> no, for real. GameStop could be. <laughs> oh, if well, I was from Chicago, what they do to you, I, man? If, if I was from Chicago, I'd be smoking on GameStop pack. They got all types of games. Fuck and GameStop. Shit, man. I'll you? never forget them days where. Let's say you buy a game and you try to bring it back <laughs> and they try to hit you. Bro, I I still remember. I will tell you, bro. I bought. I bought GoldenEye. Legendary. What you had it for? I didn't know that my stepdad already had it. Yeah. For N64. Yeah. Stepdad already had it. And I was like, dang it. It was only. Maybe I had it for four days. I brought it back, bro. Not only did they say specifically at this location, they do not do returns for more than 24 hours. They said at this location, we only do store credit. And I was like, okay, well, can I get store credit for what I fucking pay for? Nah, but we can we can buy that from you for like five dollars. <laughs> Yeah, that's GameStop. Goldeneye was twenty nine ninety nine. GameStop for you. As a child, do you know how much twenty nine ninety nine is when you in fucking elementary school, bro? Oh yeah, that hurts your soul. Twenty nine ninety nine is two thousand dollars when you in elementary school. Bro. Heck yeah, candy and shit all week. All week, man. All month. Uh, month. We had fifty cent. We had twenty five cent chips and fifty cent sodas, bro. I remember those days. The good old days. Twenty nine ninety nine. And you shorted me twenty five dollars, bro. Dang, this so uh, you got a long standing beef with GameStop, I, bro. Get older. 
I need some bread. I'm like, okay, I got all these old ass games that I ain't doing nothing with. Let me bring a whole bunch of shit back. You know, shit. If I get five dollars off each and every one of these, that's a lot of money. I'm bringing stuff back, bro. You'll bring a whole system in, and they'll be like, yeah, I got ten dollars for it. Like the disrespectful amounts that they offer you. Yeah, they be on some janky promoter type. I can guarantee you, you they will give you twenty five dollars for a PS five today. I won't go that far, but you'll definitely I'll buy. shoot them niggas. <laughs> Wait for a PS what? For a PS5, bro. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they probably would. They You'll probably... buy the shit. How long have you owned it? A month? $25. That's the highest I can go. Nah, they, it got to be 100 bro. <laughs> you going to give me 100 Dog. I remember when, dang, that you took took us back with that one. Yep, you would have it in your mind. Oh, you should be getting some money back. This game not even that old. So you could get you the newer game, and exactly, then, and then they hit you with the oh, five dollars. You lucky because I, I was gonna give you four fifty, right? Oh, it's a used game. I'm like, bro. One time the bruh, game, no scratches. no Golden Eye wasn't even open. That's what I, I really wanted to fade that nigga, bro. I was like, it's not open. It's never been open. He's like, he's <laughs> like, he's like, it's still used, I, bro. I wanted to kill that nigga, bro. dog. He was lucky I wasn't old, like. At the time, I had to be like, I had to be like nine or something. <laughs> but in my mind, I was like, bro, I'm going to grow up and I'm going to come back and fuck this nigga up. <laughs> I had a list of niggas that I knew after puberty. I was going to come back and fuck the uh, niggas up, bro. You ain't never forget that bad face, bro. Be safe, whoever you are out there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like companies like GameStop and AMC are clearly dead. Right. Clearly, there's nothing that can be done for them right now. There's no way they can make any revenue right now. Everything is online. Everything is like as far as GameStop, they're they're pretty much fucked. Everything is available online. Right. AMC, because of COVID, no one's really going to the theaters. It got to the point where you could rent out a whole movie theater for ninety nine dollars now. Ooh, they're getting desperate. Ninety nine dollars, and you can get your own whole but, movie showing. And they said the limit, uh, the limit because of COVID numbers, of course, you can only have max twenty people in there. Yeah, that makes sense, though. I mean, you know, yeah, gotta, of course, they got to try to prevent that thing from from know, spreading and yeah, all that. Yeah. yeah, but that's like so for these companies to be in those positions, I can see the, I can see the strategy and the skepticism behind it. It's just interesting watching it happen. And apparently they've like restricted. Um, now there's restrictions that are placed, by the way. Putting restrictions on um, people's ability to buy and sell those specific stocks because they notice the fluctuation <laughs> and they notice people fucking around and doing that shit. Yeah. Now, it, it makes me think I'm like, that's interesting that nobody broke a law. But you niggas like, nah, we're not going to let y'all get rich, though. Oh yeah, you know once once you tap in into their system where you start to outdo whatever they feel is suppo- supposed to be or what they're so used to seeing what's on top out of nowhere, that's smart. It's actually smart though. Don't let somebody come in and crash the system off of something that's not even like. Yeah, no, I get it, but part know. of me is like, how much you want to bet if it was some hedge fund dudes that were behind this, they wouldn't be. You know what I'm saying? Like it wouldn't have gotten shut down that quickly. Like if it. I feel like it's because the average person was in here fucking with the stock market and making bread. They're like, hold on, hold on, hold on. What's going on? Now now it look like a free-for-all. Yeah, that's true. Who getting money like that? 
<laughs> now, um, another thing that kind of stuck out to me, I saw a lot of y'all losing your motherfucking minds over Danny Lay. Now, Danny Lay, who, uh, let's be honest, she she she's she's better than a motherfucker, man. Yeah. You know, music mad mediocre. She's well, no, I'll say this. Danny Lay makes what I call quarter music. And what I mean by quarter music is if I flip a coin, that's what's gonna let me know if it's hot or not. Like she's one of those artists that she has like some songs that I really love. And she has some songs that are some of the worst music I've heard in my life, right? Sheesh. So it's it's <laughs> He meant that. No, for real. Like she's she, she so literally good. within the same project, she can make a song where I'm like, man, this is amazing. And then the next track be a song that makes me not like music anymore. Like if this is what music can produce, maybe we need to restrict this shit a little bit. Yikes. Danny Lay got, got in some hot water when she previewed a song. And it's called Yellow Bone. You know, just to be fair, I'm I'm gonna play the track real quick. You know, we yeah, gonna play it in was, the background. What was that about? Cause I was, I ain't trying to figure out what the fuss is about. That's funny. I just typed in the word yellow and it came up. Yellow bonus, what do you want? Yellow bonus, what do you want? Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> I can hear that shit going off at like arrow. Hey. She should have got Gucci on this. Yeah. Yep. He would have done like a, a, a lemonade remix. Le- yeah, he definitely would have came in Lemma. <laughs> <laughs> Song is ass, right? So it's, it's, no, it's, it's fucking garbage It's really It's so bad And I remember when I first heard it I was like why Like Okay so she doesn't have friends So sometimes like The thought that I have When I watch Certain people release things I'm like You don't have friends Is that what this is? Either that Or you thought this was a joke But you didn't say it was a joke So we are looking at you and and I think the fucked up part is let's say hypothetically if she did mean this as a joke, this is so similar to other music that you have put out before that is also this bad that we don't believe you. Yeah, that was um you know that's some that sounded a lot different than like the you know the good stuff she got she got cause she got some fire. Yeah, that's that um, song might be that, that sounded a little different. It's but on. I think people it's, be trying to experiment. You know, I think it's on the top ten playlist in hell. <laughs> like, I, think, <laughs> I think like I think that is a song that comes on like can you what? imagine why do he can you imagine like, this, like you know the you, top ten playlist in hell what is wrong with you like bro? you unfortunately you die you know what I'm saying you where you you get to the gates and what's the top three you get to the gates and Saint Peter look at you and he like nah bro he like word and he like I'm sorry dog <laughs> and he pulled a lever and you start falling. And like the closer and closer you get, because you, you, your eyes start burning, start getting hot. The closer you get, you hear it creeping up, and it's like, what? Is- 
and the and the devil is in the middle of the middle of the fire, just like hitting the nene, waiting for you to come down. Yeah, he's sick, man. <laughs> he's sick. <laughs> yeah. Somebody falling to hell and that come on. <laughs> madness. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like a descent to hell. Like, cause that's clearly where we're going if this is what we're listening to. It can't be nowhere good. And you said what would be top three in hell? Yeah, you gotta for, for the for that hot take, you gotta give me your Ooh, your top three. One. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, with no prior prep, that's a fucking good question. Okay, here we go. Top three in hell. No order. No order. No order. Okay, so this song is one of them. Um, two. <laughs> What would be another one that I throw up there? Oh, um, hey, we got one. It's a Kanye song. <laughs> um, I don't even remember the name of it, but it's on Life of Pablo. Hold on. The fact that I remember that—that's because I was like, "What are songs that yeah. make? What are songs that make me want to hurt people?" Yeah, I remember their songs, but it, you know, you in the car and you don't got no control over what's going on. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> you all keep start doing aggressive shit like punching the door. <laughs> You're like, yo, what, what's this nigga going through? Start grabbing the door handle for no reason. Nigga's ready to jump out. That dude sound like the other way to hell. Okay. Freestyle number four on Life of Pablo is track number eight. Oh man. Freestyle four is on that list of the top three top three songs in hell. This is rap God shit, nigga. I read one of these motherfuckers damn. Hey. Yeah. Yeah, that sound like the entrance. <laughs> Tell that's me, tell me that don't sound like you just got to hell. Yep. Shit, I was getting hot and heavy. <laughs> All right. So, um, that's funny. I get that's two out of three. That's two out of three, man. It's hard for me to remember songs that I hate like that. There is I one fi- song I, I want. There's one song I want to name, I but it's that. not even that I hate the song. It's that I feel like that would be playing in hell. But I'm gonna just leave that alone. That's funny. All right. For my third pick, it'll be a multi-pick. I feel like the 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 rest of the top twenty <laughs> <laughs> playlist in hell would be all the young boy songs that you skip when his albums come out. So wow, it'd be like a, a it'd be trait. like a, a collection, like a hodgepodge of all. Because that's the thing about young boy is one of them artists I really love his music. But when he puts out an album, if there's 20 tracks, I know I'm going to love three of them, right? And that Damn. other 17, I ain't going to lie, I don't want to hear that shit. Damn, 17, I think. Yeah. It'd be like yeah. 15 to 16 songs per. per. I like his shit. It's like, half and half. it's like a half and half situation that if I were judging it. Yeah. Nah, not me. It'd be like, I like if there's 15 songs on the project, I'm going to like yeah. Four or five, so it'd be a solid ten at the very least. Throwaways every album. 
I think that would be like a nice spin, spin the block music while you burn yeah, for right, eternity. Right. But anyway, you know, getting back on subject. Yeah, what was we on? Danny Lay, you know, she was. Um, it's funny because I thought the song was going to go viral. The moment I saw that video, I knew it was going to go viral. But I was absolutely wrong on why. Because I thought it was just that bad. But people were really offended by her calling herself a yellow bone. Now, um, you know, I've, I've wrestled with myself on how I feel about this because I feel two ways. One way, I don't give a fuck. But then I have the privilege of not giving a fuck because I'm a man. The other way is that. Did y'all not hear how fucking bad this song was? Like, that's I think my problem was like, I was yeah. like are we just going to ignore what she did? Like, that's really what hurt me. Do my feelings not matter? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's a beautiful that girl. offended me. Mm-mm-mm. But anyway, how did you feel about the whole colorism sh- shebang? We're not going to deep dive into yeah, it. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. Um, me, I didn't, as a man at least, I didn't initially see what the fuss was about. Um, you know, she was. Uh, a Hispanic girl that called herself a yellow bone which I didn't as a dude I didn't take no offense to that because that's her skin tone and she didn't downgrade like at least from that little snippet of the song because I got got the clip that's the whole thing yeah 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 I'm saying that's what I'm saying oh well that's that's the whole song yeah it was only a snippet yeah that's what I mean well that whole that whole little snippet of it to me she in that she didn't degrade nobody she just literally called herself a yellow bone and I thought it maybe initially people just took it out of context but then other information you know comes out you know and women I could see why maybe it would offend a woman but I don't at the same time to be honest I don't really get why it's offensive because yeah. um, I'm a, I'm just, a dude, so I might I might not I might not be there. So in my ignorance, I'm just saying I don't I don't see where she she stepped out of bounds considering she is a light skinned female. She just is, yeah. you know Spanish girl. It's it's a thing. Um, I don't get it's it. a thing of a multiple different reasons for women. You know, I I spoke to some of the women that are, that are close to me who felt away, and uh, some of them felt away because of her past transgressions. They were like, you know, for somebody to. Apparently, she had some anti-black sentiments that she shared on Twitter, some tweets that came out that were uh, mad, distasteful, and they're like, for her why. to be okay. somebody who said negative things about being black, and then for <clears> her <throat> to parade around with the baby and call herself a yellow bone and this and that, it was giving them Miley Cyrus vibes, where somebody gets to come inside and be in the culture and hang out and like be be a nigga when they want to... Like, you know, um, Paul Mooney. Everybody want to be a nigga till it's time to be a nigga. Oh, yeah. That whole... They, that I, makes I them you. feel a way. And then they also... They kind of gave her a lot of the the same flack that our mother's generations gave J-Lo. Where right. they looked at it like, you in here playing in our face when it's time to play in our face and make a bag. But when you're comfortable and by yourself... We see what you really think and how you really feel. I got you. Yeah, see, I, I didn't know about that that stuff that she had going on on Twitter. Yeah, that, you know what I'm saying. It's it's some it's some stuff that I didn't know about either. But of course, women because they follow 
you know, they follow a lot of this stuff a lot closer. They they follow, you know, rappers, baby mamas, and and shade room posts and certain things of that nature a lot closer than somebody like you or I would. Yeah. So we wouldn't be informed about what the fuck is going on. We just hear a whack ass song, we're like, oh, that shit trash, and then we move on. But for them, <laughs> they heard it and they felt a whole different way because they're connecting it to all of this other shit that happened. And of course, there's the connotation of her saying, you know, yellow bone is what he wants. It's kind of like, yeah, to her, she's singing about her boyfriend because her boyfriend wants her and that is her complexion. But a lot of women were like, you know, with the concept of what everybody's pushing for right now, which is, you know, the uplifting of of brown skin, the, the pushing of that like movement or whatever, conceptually for her to put out a song that way, songs have multitudes of meanings. So like, um... If a nigga puts out a song, it's like, you know, tall is how she like it. You might be, you might personally be talking about your girlfriend, but you know that if you're putting out this song for the masses to, to listen to, it's like, the women love tall niggas is the message that you're pushing out or whatever. So the concept of dudes love yellow bones, that whole, to them is like, it's not that it's purposefully evil, but they called her tone deaf. Gotcha. And, uh, and for that is exact she a victim phrase, of bad timing, bro? It sounds like she a victim of bad timing. Yeah. Um, for one. Partially, partially <clears throat> bad timing. But let's be honest, as a comedian, you know, you know, I love making jokes and shit. If I'm at somebody's funeral and I decide to get my shit off, it's bad timing. But that don't change the fact that I'm in bad taste. Like, right, right. <laughs> I may not have meant to be evil. Yeah. I might have been trying to, you know, I, I see people crying. I want to lighten the mood. I want everybody to feel better. I'm like, you know, I'm feeling some shit real quick. Let me let me get a quick joke off. My mans would have liked it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if he was still here, my mans would have liked it. Let me let me get one quick one off. And then niggas is like, this motherfucker disrespectful. Interesting. That's real. Timing sometimes is everything. <clears throat> That's real too. Like, if you would it, tell a joke to your girlfriend, and she laughed with you, but you tell the joke at the wrong time. Like, she already won feeling some shit that you did, and now you want to be Mr. Hee-hee-ha-ha. Ha, and dishes. now she coming across your head with a skillet. I was about to say something. Yeah, something just broke, for sure. Damn. That timing be a motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It's a slippery slope. I mean, if it's in bad taste because of things she said, then uh, I, can't, I can't rock with that. But outside of that, if she just was... Saying something that was to her creativity, you know what I'm saying. I've heard women refer to themselves as you know, red or yellow in their raps. No big deal, you yeah. know what I'm saying. Now I do you know feel bad for so her because some people did take it too far. Just her creativity, but if it's in bad taste, then that's that's a different conversation. No, of course, of you know course, and, and honestly, I get it because sometimes if somebody is tone deaf, like if we're in the middle of you know. Let's say, remember? do you remember when Surviving R. Kelly came out? You couldn't avoid it, right? Everywhere right, that you right. went, people were talking about it, this and that. Right. So if a nigga drop a special, let's say he drop a, a YouTube special, and he making pedophile jokes, yeah. read the room. Yeah, that that's a fact. That's a fact. Read the room. You definitely got to read the room. Um, it's, it, it also bothers me. I feel like this is another reminder because I say this a lot. Just because you're in the right or just because not even in the right, just because whatever the person did may have hurt you, may have bothered you, may have been distasteful. You can also make yourself the villain, too. And I've seen a lot of motherfuckers go way too far 
talking crazy about this woman, sending her death threats. I'm seeing motherfuckers in the comment section saying all types of just wild shit about how she look. She she's like, oh, your hair is fried, See? bitch. You this, bitch. See? You that. And it's I want to say this. It's a lot of people that are taking advantage of the the uh, public hate. Out, outrage. And, fucking hate. Sorry. Well, I'm, I'm, just say, honestly, I'm just saying. I'm saying the people that say things to me. Some of them might not even pe- hate her. Pe- some of them might I, not know I, her at all. I'm, no, I'm not speaking to her. I, I'm not speaking to exactly Danny Lay. I'm saying people that speak like that or take their time to speak like that. They harboring some kind of hatred towards somebody or within their own self. You yeah, know what I'm saying? they just want to get their shit off. Yeah, that's what I was speaking to. That's yeah, a, and, that's, and that's, that shit is that's wild. Ass. It's a that's lot ass. of people that. One thing that I always say is, you know, sometimes you got to be careful on what messages you co-sign because yeah. if the wrong person co-sign you, it lets you know that you're talking a little crazy. You're talking a little messy. Like, I'll give it an example. You know, I'm one of those people. I'm very critical of anybody. I'm critical of women. A lot of times when we have conversations about relationships and when we have, I'm able to have certain types of, you know, dialogue that some people may get uncomfortable with. But, oh no, Reggie but gets the, wild. But <laughs> at the same time, if the wrong nigga co-signs what I just said, damn, they make me want to apologize. Think about it. Nah, you you make a quick joke, you know, the girls might feel a little offended, but they'll laugh at it or they're whatever, this and that. And then they make a quick jab back at you. Everything's fun and games. You make a joke back and the wrong nigga in the room laugh. All of a sudden you feel like, I don't want you agreeing with me. <laughs> somewhere else, nigga. <laughs> now I don't, you don't even you like because you what you're talking about ain't what I'm talking about. And yeah. I think I think yeah. a lot of times when subjects like this come up, that's one thing that I would share with women. I would tell them, you know, hey, not to be somebody who's trying to get quote unquote in women's business, but I would say from somebody who deals with that in man business. When I say what I say, I don't want a super chauvinistic nigga agreeing with me, right? If the dude who says women need to be, you know, barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen or whatever is dying hard, laughing at what I just said about women, I need to check what I just said. Yeah. If the hateful, random women who fucking wake up in the the morning and and say, I hate light skins and go scratch a picture of a light skin hanging over their bed. Like if them bitches is agreeing with something that you said, you might want to, you know. Take a look at what you said and be like, you know, this one for you. Yeah. At the very least, it don't mean change what you said, but also distance. Because there's a difference between saying that somebody's being distasteful or somebody's being oblivious and literally telling them that they should die. They should kill themselves. They're stupid. They're ugly. The mama should have swallowed them. All types of like wild, crazy, distasteful shit that I was seeing happening that there's no excuse for that. That's distasteful. Speaking of distasteful, there's a reality TV scene that's been, uh, you know, kind of floating around on Twitter. And uh, I saw it on the gram, too. A lot of people have been doing reactions to it. A lot of people have been talking about it. It was from a TV show that Rick Ross did with uh, Lenny S. and um, The Dream. The show was called Signed. Um, I watched Signed. It was a it was a VH1 show. The whole idea was they had a group of people. It was kind of like making the band or all those other shows where mm-hmm. they have a group of people who are all trying to be signed to a record label or try to get you know signed to a big deal. And um, they had rappers. They had R&B singers. It was pretty much a, a mixture, like a hodgepodge of uh, hip-hop and R&B artists. 
it the whole idea was we're going to give you guys a once in a lifetime opportunity. You know, they they had guest stars on the TV show like DJ Khaled, uh, Meek Mill, Bangladesh. The idea was to give them exposure and pretty much pick somebody out of the show that they were going to run with. And that was going to be the new person that they really F with. Now, there was a challenge. You know, they were given instrumentals to work with and two female contestants pulled the same instrumental. It was Aston Martin music. Now, I'm just going to go ahead and play the clip. And pretty much setting the scene, this is the this is the day of the competition. They're in the living room. Uh, Rick Ross, the Dream, and Lenny S are on the couch. Everybody's taking their turns one at a time performing. And it's going to start with the first woman performing her version of the song. And then it's going to go into the second woman performing her version of the song. And I'm just going to let you guys listen to it for yourselves. Could I get a uh, six one cigar, please? Can I get a sweet tea? I please? got a fine cigar over here to the side. future bright shorty your future bright <laughs> the music was bright smartest move in my life i knew the song boss vibes that i did was going to get ross's attention because i went to his past and i redid something and i put my own little twist to it and he liked it my whole goal of this whole competition is to be the first lady of mmg that's that's what i want i can look this good and i can get a lot of attention but i use my valedictorian mind skills and I make sure I take care of my business. Me and another person had the same beat. I'm really curious who has the other beat. She has the same beat. Oh, oh, Kaya. Kaya. So y'all be able to hear the difference in Ooh. R&B and hip hop. Oh, oh. Shots fired. Oh, shots fired. Kaya and I, we had the same beat. I wasn't trying to be mean or catty or anything. I just had to put it out there because I had to save myself. Kaya, you better deliver, Kaya. I believe in you, Kaya. That wasn't the best platform for your voice. Nope. You have a, a unique voice. And Brit did sound better than yours. They like mine's best, so it is what it is. Every time you present your music, you better be a superstar. My song is original. I wrote it myself. Brittany used the same exact melody and the same ad-libs. You didn't change anything. I think he was so blinded by the butt that he's not even paying attention like that. Her doing the same melody as Maybach music and her getting put on a pedestal, that's crazy. That's music business for me. What the fuck? What what the flying, swimming, robot and fuck did, did Rosé... <clears throat> Dream and Lenny S listen to because it's not what we heard. 
And this clip went viral for a reason. Now, I don't know what made motherfuckers post this, but somebody decided to clip that, just that clip out of the whole series and be like, this is colorism in the music industry in a nutshell. And when I tell you, that's the most coon shit that I've seen in a very long time, bro. Like, that is nuts level of, like, just straight disrespect yeah. To the craft, to what music is. I do wonder what formed that judgment. I mean, everybody ears is different, but ain't no bro. People ears ain't that different. That you you niggas was on some bullshit. You, we know what that is as niggas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't laugh because here's the thing, bro. It's all disclosure. Ooh. Tell me you didn't watch. And for those of you who haven't seen the clip, go on YouTube, watch it. Look at the dreams expression when Rick Ross was like, oh. This is gonna change your life. This is the best decision. You just—it's bright. And then the, when the dream said, "Yeah, everything bright. The notes is bright." Uh, Any musician knows what that means. The bitch was sharp as a motherfucker, bro. Not a single note was in tune. But he was being shady and just letting the dude have it. Because at the end of the day, Rose was trying to groom her so he could fuck. And you could tell that the other two niggas was letting the shit slide because they were like, "Hey, this is our competition. That's the homie." The homie trying to do what he what he do or whatever. Let's let him let let's let the dog get a bone. Yeah, um, colorism in the music industry. That was crazy that the whoever put that clip out. Yeah, because um, that that's a fair assessment after just seeing that. That was my first time catching a hold of that. He's a hell of a musician. I'm sure he know who had the better voice. Yeah, um, why he made his decision based on what you. Said that's that's kind of close. That that's that's what it could look like. That's what it could look like. Rather he say something otherwise. That's that's exactly what that shit could look like. Now mind he you, was trying to see what's good. With I'm a he, I'm a huge Rick Ross fan. He, one of the one of the, one know. of the biggest Rick Ross fans that there yeah. could be, bro. Yeah. But at the end of the day, bro, when it comes to morality, I cannot shift. I cannot move. If we're having the conversation, right. now this ain't something. Of course, you know I'm not the rest of you niggas who love canceling people and all of that. The song is good. The song is good. The music is good. The music is good. Right. But at the end of the day, if we're going to have a conversation about someone's behavior, I'm always willing to have that conversation. My problem with Rose is a consistent. There's a consistent theme that I'm seeing, whether it be that the lyrics from you and Ian know it, the the words that he said on the breakfast club when he said, you know, why he wouldn't sign a female artist because he feels like I got to fuck. I got to fuck at least once. That type of mentality, that type of nasty shit is what's been running the industry for a long time. Yep. And that type of shit is like... The fact that it factors in with decision-making when it has to to do with music. If you wonder why the industry sounds the way that it does, these are the reasons why. If we ever wonder why certain artists were like, damn, there's some people out there that that got pipes. We got some... Bro... Some of these record labels, let's let's put it this way. Who's one of the least talented when it comes to like vocals singers that we could think of? We ain't got to name nobody out loud, but just think of that person. Mm-hmm. And we think of what their label can do for them. Who's one of the most talented labels when it comes to flipping motherfuckers with no talent? Atlantic Records. Atlantic Records can make anybody sound like anything they want to sound like. They got the best writers. They got some of the best producers. They got access to, uh, to and especially when it comes to clearing samples, they could clear samples like a motherfucker. 
Them yeah, niggas yeah. got that bag. They got it. Now, my thing is, it's not like talented people don't exist anymore. And it's not like they can't find a motherfucker with a voice. Correct. The, the thing is, as a society, we're so focused on sex. And as a society, we're so focused on preconceived, outdated notions of beauty standards and other things of that nature that that affects what we hear. For those who don't know, songs like It's Raining Men. The women who were in the video, slim, slender women. The women who actually sung the song in real life, two plus-sized women. There were a lot of times throughout history where people had mad talent, but they have to play the background role. You got to be a writer. Like Mm -hmm. with her, what I didn't like that they did with her throughout the competition, because I actually watched that show. Yeah. Consistently, one of the things that was told to her over and over again is, you're going to be a great writer. You're meant to be a writer. That's like if I, if I look a girl in the face and say, you know what? Your face is perfect for radio. <laughs> yeah. The fact that she uh, doesn't look like your preconceived notion of what people would deem as the sex symbol. Is she able to sing, though? Is she actually at this random take? I just want to know. Because, you know, every pocket ain't for everybody. And that, that pocket won't for everybody. Is she able to sing outside of that? Just asking. In that but you're short, talking about the first performer. The yes. first performer, she, yeah, um, the, not really. She really wasn't good, bro. She And the, the thing is, she marketed herself as rapper, singer, all these things. But in reality, not not really much of anything. She She's from Texas. She, you know, did what she was supposed to do, which is got a strong Instagram following, got a BBL, you know, got her body done and, and, and started releasing music and went off of that, which is what a lot of these, you know. It's the starter pack. The starter pack right now. That's the, you know female rappers to not be named because at the end of the day I'm gonna let them live but it's a thing that we're seeing where while these like is it possible for us to get another Lauren Hill probably not I feel like we'll turn her away is it possible for us to get a lot of these like dope artists that we've seen throughout the years they weren't a lot of the times they weren't the built in sex symbol like if the record labels were looking for another LL Cool J and they didn't give Big a chance. We would have never got Big. That's real. Like, That's if we're going to be honest, a lot of this shit is more pervasive than we think. And as a dude, I'm making it my business to make sure that I check it when it's around me. And I hope more men are doing the same as well. Like, I couldn't be the Lenny S in the dream of that situation. I can't sit there and coon while somebody, especially if I know that I'm well off monetarily, right? And I know for a fact these people are not just up here like they already good when they go home or whatever. These people are fighting for their life. They want a chance at a better life. And I can actually give that to them. And some of these people are real deal, talented individuals that... Some of them might have had to quit their job to be here. They're missing out on time with their family and all yeah, that type of shit. Yeah. And you're over here playing in somebody's face because you want pussy, bro. That that type of shit will never. I feel that. I can't wrap my head around that, and I don't. It, I don't work that way, and that's the type of shit that would make me go off. Yeah, but from the looks of it, I mean, now these guys, a lot of these guys, at least, aren't. Either they, they don't think like that or they think like that, but they're not going to do it because, 
you gotta think it's a game of relationships and who you know and and yeah, of know, course, those, those it's, it's of things, the big bro you know game. You know, it's like, the big bro game. A lot of dudes, uh, they love the the to. Everybody wants to be friends with everybody, and especially when I, it comes to I the mean. industry, the whole thing is you want to be the likable guy. You want to be the. A lot of people want to be everybody's little brother because you know they're gonna pull you up. You know that you're gonna have the looks. You know you're gonna have the opportunities. Yeah, my thing is you gotta hold your people accountable, though, man. If if you gotta choose between being that. And walking that road, which is a lot easier of a road, or standing on your tent and standing with integrity, I gotta, I gotta walk with integrity every time, bro. Yeah. I can't, I can't live like that. My thing is, I can't go to sleep knowing that I did somebody filthy like that earlier in the day, or knowing that I watched that happen to somebody and I could have been the nigga to put a stop to it, but I didn't because I was too worried about what other dudes, what other men were gonna think about me, bro. Facts, absolutely. And to be honest, if if y'all really want a cheat code, if y'all really want, because, you know, people claim to drop gems, but a lot of the times the, the shit don't apply. If you really want a cheat code, you don't have to chase after these niggas and be little bruh. At the end of the day, bruh, I'm going to use Rick Ross's words against him. Run with me or run from me. If I'm going to stand there and I'm going to stand in my truth and I stand in integrity, you can do whatever you want to try to blackball me, my nigga. But at the end of the day, I know what I stand on and I know who I'm who I am. And it's either you run with me or you run from me, my nigga. If it's going to be beef, then beef is what's, what it's going to be at that point. But I, I, I'll say this. I know you a hoe now. And you made a mistake by letting me know you a bitch now. Real shit. So now it's a different game. You might have the money. You might have the outreach on that. But I could get fear for free. Free game. I'm just saying. It worked for 50. But um, moving on from that, you know, from uh, colorism to, you know, actually, we're going to stay on the same same topic, colorism. <laughs> Let's talk about T.I.'s role in this fucking, let me stop. <laughs> for those who haven't seen the oh, Netflix movie, for, the, <laughs> for those who haven't seen the new, yeah, oh, that's a shot. The new uh, Netflix movie, Cutthroat City. <laughs> T.I. has the... I don't know if that's like some Tyler Perry makeup that they put on him or whatever, but they got him playing a uh, <laughs> a gangster with vitiligo, right? Yeah, and it is probably some of the worst acting that I've witnessed from Tip, maybe yeah, in his he's career. A solid actor for real. Though. He, he's been decent in a lot of movies. That was some of the worst acting I've seen out of Ti in maybe his whole career. Movie itself is okay. You know, it's a solid movie. It's all right. It's not something that I would boast to anybody about. I'd be like, you got to yeah. go see this. It's, not, it's really not yeah. all of that. Now, here's, here's the interesting part about the movie, though. Some people gave amazing performances. There was good acting, for sure. There was some really good performances. Shout out to Cat Graham. Shout out to... Cat uh, Graham was amazing. That New Orleans accent was nuts. That New Orleans accent made me think maybe that's not Cat Graham. Because at first, I was like, oh, it's Cat Graham. And then she spoke, and I was like, hold on. Yeah, maybe was, it's not. She did a good job. She killed that shit. Mm-hmm. I was very surprised. Um, Ethan, Ethan Hawke, Ethan Hawke. Yeah, yeah. Every monologue he had in that movie, because there was a lot of different times of him just kind of talking some some ideas out to himself out loud or different. He killed them. Shit. It felt like an acting clinic. 
Yeah, he he was he was into his character's role. You know, he didn't need the biggest role, but he executed when it was time. There was some good acting in that thing, man. Man, you know. crazy acting. And then, of course, another one of my favorites. I got to pull his name up. Um, hold on, because I cannot talk about this movie without talking about my dog, man. Isaiah Washington. Yeah, he, yeah, he man, did, he, he, did good he played the uh, the mortician in the movie. And when I tell you Isaiah Washington killed his role, murdered it. The rest of you motherfuckers, I ain't even gonna talk about you. But those three, those three definitely made the movie like okay. I had some good moments. Altogether, I probably rated like a solid five point five six out of ten. 5.5 or 6. Yeah, it was straight. I still got it. I actually got to finish it because I got um, I got through most of it, but I just got to catch the back end of it to really. It was it was it was solid, though. Like you said, it the anticipation I, for sure after while watching the majority of the movie, the anticipation was better than the actual movie, you know. Yeah. And um, the last thing that I want to touch on, I saw, you know, a lot of these money conversations show up a lot on the timeline where people are, you know, talking about two hundred dollar dates and twenty dollar dates. And is this a date and things of that nature? You know, for some reason that just continuously comes back. Um, We know that the hard way, because one of our episodes, the uh, dinner dates episode is still the most listened to episode that we have and it's been, what, a year at this point? And you motherfuckers yeah. still go back and play the shit. I hate y'all. But um I rock with y'all. <laughs> I don't I don't second that. But I mean we have so much other shit that you <laughs> can listen we still, to. We... And you you niggas consistently go back to dinner dates. I don't understand it, but whatever. Whatever, bro. Um It's an interesting it's a video that went viral of a of a group of women. There's three of them. It's clearly a birthday dinner. And the check comes at the end of the dinner. And one of the women who was attending the dinner doesn't want to pay for her meal. Or it's either she doesn't want to pay at all or she doesn't want to pay the amount that it came up to. And she assumed that because it was a split check type situation that everyone was split it evenly. Now, Wait. I, I saw a lot of people. One, I saw a lot of people asking. They're like, "Okay, if you and five friends, right? So that's six people. If you and five friends go out to dinner, and the, at the end of the day, the check comes to the table and it's a thousand dollars. How much do you expect to pay? Right? Yeah. My thing is, what the fuck did I order? Right? Because <laughs> like, here's here's. <laughs> If I came in and let's say I'm here because there's been a lot of times that I've gone to dinner with motherfuckers that I don't even like like that. I'm just here because I had to show face. I bought maybe a drink or two. I bought somebody else a drink or two. I paid for uh, some appetizer on the table for other people to eat that I'm not even going to fucking eat because I don't even want to be here. I'll pay for what I bought. I don't believe that if I ate 30 to 40 dollars worth of shit. It makes sense for me to drop $250 because you wanted lobster and steak. That's facts. Unless we ate evenly, it don't make sense in my mind for me to be evenly splitting shit. But then again, I realized that some people, it's it's a it may be a cultural thing and maybe a regional thing. Because some people, to some people, I guess that's normal. 
What we come together, we and uh, it don't matter what who orders what. It's just the whole table just splits it. That's the thing. I I didn't know that until I saw it. like people were really arguing it. They were like, "Oh, y'all need better friends." I don't go out with broke niggas and this and that. And they were talking about it's crazy how people always call you broke when you say you don't want to pay for shit you didn't buy. Like it's, that, whenever you try to protect yourself. I noticed it's two times That's a broke mentality It's two times this week That I've Sorry. noticed That I've noticed people Calling motherfuckers broke For trying to protect themselves It's two different times It's one This situation And another one There was a dude Who was saying that um, He didn't believe That He should have to pay For a woman's way To go on a trip If he's not romantically Interested in her He's like, if we're, if there's nothing or if we're not like a thing, if we're not together, we're not whatever. And it's a group trip. But let's say I like you, but we're not together yet. Why should I pay your way? Like, why should you be covered under me? That don't yeah. make sense. He got called broke. I was about to say he's, he was instantly the broke. Oh, nigga. he was every type of broke. nigga. <laughs> I was wait, I could. Uh, and then there was another dude who was like, OK, that ain't right, man. This dude listed all the different things that he he brings to the table. He was like, you know, he was like, I have a good job. I do X, Y and Z, this, that, the third. Da, 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 da. He was like, you know, I see a lot of women talking about relationships. What do you bring to the table? A woman reposted it and said, anytime that a dude asks, what do you bring to the table? Just know he's broke. So as men, if we require anything of women, or if we even ask anything, if we uh-huh. even ask for clarity, yeah, all those are signs of being a broke nigga, clearly. Unbelievable. So um, with that, our first set of merch is coming. It's going to be Broke Five Broke t-shirts. Uh, we ain't got shit. Broke Five Broke. <laughs> broke Five Broke. <laughs> we Fuck. ain't got it. Nope. Don't even look this way. <laughs> And you know, at the end of the day, that's just that's how I'm gonna keep it. Even bro, I could I could get my first million dollar check. I'm still repping broke five broke. Bro, that is bad. Uh, that people perspective like that. No, it's it's no really sad. nuts because I really was confused about it. As a matter of fact, I do want to call somebody. Who we call them? I think I got a friend who would have some good perspective on this because she's uh, you know, she lives she works in different circles in us. She kind of maneuvers in different circles in us. And a lot of people who are a lot uh, who might be a little bit more open to shit like that. So give me a second. Let me let me. All right. Hello. Hey, uh, Kensha, this is Reggie Days from Reggie Days Radio. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Did I catch you at a good time? I only need you for like maybe two minutes. Okay, you're just so energetic right now. I, I kind of have to be because uh, okay. we are on the air, so don't say anything incriminating about yourself. Jesus. Okay, go ahead. Say hi to your best hi. friend, Rasheen, by the way. Hi, Kensha. Rasheen! Bestie! Wow, all the energy came out. That's, all right. That's the homie. <laughs> uh, fuck your homie. Anyway, um, so we're talking about. We're talking about going to dinner with friends and how splitting the bill works in different groups of people. Now, uh, this was something that was going viral on Twitter, and a lot of people were arguing about how bill splitting works. The situation that was given was you and five other friends, so that's six people, go out to dinner. The bill comes out to $1,000. How how is this bill split? Do you guys naturally split it evenly without thinking who bought what, or does everybody just pay for what they ate? (laughs) 
evenly. So. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so first, I think. First of all, I think waitresses, waiters should just automatically split up the bill if you got a party. Like, don't come to my table and ask me if I want the bill. Don't come with a whole check and be like, oh, you guys wanted to split? You know we wanted to split. You got a check in front of us. Okay, so... With that being said... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Now that they've already brought me the check, if it's that large, we got to pay it on one thing and then figure it out. Because we look crazy trying to penny pinch trying to split this bill. Now, I... The reason why, just for a little context, the reason why I reached out to Kensha because is because uh, out of all my friends, Kensha is the only friend that I have that is a part of certain circles that uh, shall not be named that I feel like would be a lot more liberal. What you trying to say, Reggie? Um, you know, you, 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 I ain't saying she a gold digger, but I don't think any of her friends are broke niggas. Not that I can think of. They would definitely be the type to be like, guys, we'll figure this out when we leave. Exactly. So the reason why I, I reached out to you is because I feel like Twitter's a place of rap cap. And, and a lot of these people, if we're just judging by the general populace, there's nobody who's paying $200 when they only bought two drinks. And just like oh, smiling it off and be like, oh, yeah, we're doing it evenly. But the way that people like to pretend in front of groups, it's, it leads you to believe otherwise. So that's why I wanted to make sure I was like, you know, let me let me phone a friend. Well, uh, honestly, the person who's saying, "Hey, let's put it evenly," is usually the person who got more stuff that was on the tab. Exactly, it's a hustle. That, that's how it, it is a jug. It's a play. You're trying to play me? I saw what you ordered. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Kensha. I, I I love you for doing this. Thank you, and you are a friend no, of the show forever. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks for calling. All right. I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. Bye. All right. So I didn't want to say earlier, but pretty much that's really what it is, man. It's a jug. It's a hustle. Nine times out of ten, the person who's asking for everybody to split it is somebody who ordered some wild, outrageous. Not but if you really look at who ordered what and you split it the right way. Nine times out of ten, there's one person at that table who ordered like five, six hundred dollars worth of shit. Bro, you got three grand money, yes. <laughs> <laughs> martini with olives. What do you eat? Do you drink martinis now, nigga? <laughs> nigga ain't never drank martini in his life. But he's like, are we splitting it evenly? Bro. Then got the most expensive uh, looking thing on the on the menu. Somebody pointed That's it out. They were like, yo, if I came in and all I ordered was like a fountain soda and you niggas is expected me to chip in $200, uh, y'all got another I'll, big cup. I'll leave. You <laughs> 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 said I'll leave. <laughs> y'all gonna be busting dishes in the back. I'll, like, I'll clean slide on you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man But that You know I called her for a specific reason Because of the fact that she You know for those For those who don't know You will know her someday She works in uh, Sports management And sports entertainment And a lot of the people That she's around On a day to day basis Whether it be co-workers Or bosses Or things of that nature That might have Those dinners with her Are people Who a thousand dollar check 
will not hurt. So for them, they're living in the tax bracket that a lot of you Twitter niggas are pretending to. And they don't roll that way. They're not doing that ignorant shit. Nine times out of ten, majority of people who work as waitresses, they'll tell you that majority of people do not roll that way. You're just going to pay for what the fuck you ordered. Right, right. But it's weird that when you look at trending topics like that on Twitter, you'll see all of these people claiming that that's just normal to do. Now, I will give an alternate, though. If it's a birthday, like let's say it's your birthday, 12 people go out. Your dinner should be split amongst everybody else. Because it is your birthday. Yeah. So we just going to all put together whatever. Or even if it's one person who covers it. It'll be like nine times out of ten, knowing us, it'll be me. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It'll be twelve other niggas or whatever, and I'll be like, "Nah, I got shame. It's his birthday." Yeah, that makes sense. If it's yeah. somebody's birthday, they. Yeah. I don't. I don't believe in people yeah. paying for their own birthday food. That's nuts. Right, or if you're gonna do it, like I said, the splitting amongst each other is is dope. Yeah, and it's not saying? a lot it's, at that point. It's like I'm dropping what two bucks a person or whatever, especially if it's a larger amount of people, or even if it's small, it's it's not gonna kill you. Yeah, like you came out for this person's birthday to show them some love. The least you could do is just you know drop a little bit and cover the plate. Right. If you argue about that, if you're if you show up to somebody's birthday dinner, because the video I saw, what it looked like to me. Was that this motherfucker showed up to her friend's birthday dinner and refused to chip in when it's not even her birthday. She refused to chip in at all. She said, why did her answer was, why did you invite me out to eat if you weren't going to pay for me? Now, here's the thing, right? That whole when she said that fuck is, you know, that whole sentence, man, I'm a, you know, what's funny, though? Let's say hypothetically, what if I what if I I like what she said? You want to know why part of me likes what she said? Because a lot of women love to use that as the reason why niggas have to pay for the date. Now, here's the interesting part. Oh, wait, you on the side? Because they always say, well, didn't you ask her out? You invited me. Why would I have to pay if you invited me to a place? So using those same rules, this girl said, hey. I want you to come out to my dinner. I'm inviting you out to dinner. All of a sudden, the rule don't make sense anymore, do it? It's nasty, ain't it? Oh, my gosh. But, you know. It's a play. That's what you call a jug, man. It is what it is, man. But um, we went through a whole episode, didn't even do the intro. But that's what it is. I just felt like, uh, you know, getting my shit off today. Just playing catch up. I think I might call this... Might call this uh, episode catch up or some shit. Some little clever shit mm-hmm. like that. Um, felt good. Just kind of getting back and getting my shit off. You know, I had a phone, a friend. Shouts out to Kensha. You guys go follow her. Uh, I'm going to go make sure I tag her on uh, the Instagram post and all that good shit. Um, Shame, you got anything to share with the people, man? Well, definitely. I want to say thank you to our listenership, especially for them reviews. You know, I enjoyed doing that last time. We really did. And we're looking forward to doing some more. Oh yeah! Shouts out to you guys for uh, putting in the reviews on uh, you know Apple Podcast and everywhere else that is possible. Go ahead and if you see that you can like us, subscribe, you know, follow. Uh, you know they have different names for each and everything that you use, but we're on Spotify, we're on Apple, we're on Google, we're 
on Breaker, every single one that's possible. Just go ahead and, uh, you know, show us some love, man. It, it all matters and it all helps the algorithm so that other people can find us too, man. Um, thank you guys for the support that you've shown so far. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to start having giveaways soon because uh, I've been getting a few prototypes of some merch that I'm working with. So we're going to start having small giveaways and just little thank yous for those of us who, for those of you guys who've been rocking with us so far, man, it, it, it does, it definitely does mean a lot. Um, but yet again, man, I go by the name of Reggie Days, and this has been yet another episode of yeah. Reggie Days Radio. I was joined by my right hand man, Shame the Dream. Like we always say, right about this time, feels good to be back. Yes, sir. Yeah. Later days. Please don't make it a because I've been doing this all my life. Say I'm lying, but what you mean? Think I'm tweaking, but that ain't me. Got something between us I be thinking about you all night It's all part of the dream, love Just a part of the lifestyle Oh, every say, say something I don't give a damn about nothing yeah. Even though, even though I be up in here without you Baby, you can trust me I love the way you love me let it go, let it go Oh, baby He said, have another drink I might But give me the thing